You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. My name is David Stolowitz. Welcome to Getting Sketchy, our weekly incredibly sketchy workshop where we work on all styles of comedy and practice until we're perfect. That's the idea. Malcolm Gladwell says it takes 10,000 hours or about 10 years on average to get to that point. I don't know. I'm five years in and I'm feeling sick of waiting, so we'll see. Stay tuned.
This is Mutiny Radio.fm. I'm David Stolowitz. We got a couple of friends here in the studio working on various projects. I got Baco here from the South Bay. You can listen to him uh, Fridays at RadioValencia.fm. And uh, we've also got Mike Spiegelman, who's got uh, a sketch show next month. Uh, Mike, what was the date on that? April 14th. Um, with uh, your friend Colin, right? Yeah. Okay. Check it out. And then uh, our new friend Christine, who has joined us and uh, is going to be working on some stuff on and off stage. It's been uh, been a difficult week for the country, but uh, lots of good things going on too. It's positive. Uh, we had a beautifully green St. Patrick's Day here in the Bay Area, and. Uh, I don't know. It's like there's a lot of chaos going on in the world, and I can always fixate on that. But there's a lot of good things, too. And just lately, I've been seeing a lot of beauty in my life with plants and animals and, yes, even people. (laughs) They surprise you occasionally. So uh, I'm just trying to stay on the positive spin. I've been very angry for a very long time in my life, and it has not been terribly productive. I mean, not that anger is something you can just suppress or shove under the table, but there's healthy ways to deal with it, you know, like exercise or creativity, to a point, though. Um, I read something interesting the other day. I was looking up uh, styles of comedy, because I do improv games at Blue Chip in San Jose, and... uh, One of the things they were talking about was self-deprecating humor and how people can fall into traps with that with their family. Like when kids are young, they want to get attention, and sometimes the only way they can get that attention is negative if everybody's laughing at them. So they start subconsciously playing a role and going along with it. And then later, if you try to be a comedian, that can actually be a hindrance sometimes. Like a little self-deprecation is okay, but if you're always doing it, you can undervalue yourself then you won't uh, work as hard. You won't uh, insist you get paid a reasonable wage. You uh, will hide and mask your real need for dignity and honor and respect. And, uh, you know, comedy is great, but it's not a substitution for therapy or professional help um, as much as we like to think it's cheaper. In the long run, not necessarily, especially if you do drugs. (laughs) Anyway, um, I've got some different sketch ideas that I'm going to throw around with people. Brady Holt's been working on some stuff with us. We have uh, some medical themes that we were going to look into. And then he's got ongoing work with wildebeests and donuts. I don't know how that works out. It usually turns into an eating contest. But yeah, lots of projects happening. Uh, Mutiny Radio's website has been updated. I revamped it. Uh, there was a lot of defunct stuff on there, so I, I cleaned house, and I've got all our, our new shows, and soon the showcase is coming up. I'm going to try to promote them and uh, get people to come out, because I've noticed a lot of things around here are just a little bit unprofessional. And I think with a little bit of touch of class, maybe we could save this place. Who knows? Anything's possible. If you'd like to rent uh, a two-hour block for any kind of art show, or maybe even something non-arts, like political demonstrations and debates, we do that. Weekends, 8 to 10 p.m., Saturdays and Sundays. Sundays, you can do uh, 6 to 8 p.m. too. So 100 bucks, you get a two-hour block, and uh, we also have deals where you could run free shows and just give us part of the door instead you know we'll we'll work with you this is democratic here (laughs) 
options are on the table. We're just trying to keep the place going. This is a nice little community space here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission. And, uh, you know, if you have a friend who'd like to do a podcast with us, or you yourself are so inclined, um, we have lots of open space. So please, uh, hit us up. You can email Pam Benjamin at P-A-M-S-E-D-A-I at hotmail.com. You can even try me. F-I-R-E-B-O-R-N, numeral seven, at gmail.com. Either way, we will help you out. We will work together with you. It's the socialist spirit. Yes. (laughs) Stay tuned.
You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. I'm David Stolowitz. Getting sketchy here um, at the studio with uh, Faco and Christine. And uh, I got some cool new chill hop I want to play for you guys. You know, I really love this genre of music. It's a, a nice fusion, a synthesis. It, it doesn't have a lot of the, the harshness or the heavy swearing that you see in a lot of mainstream hip-hop. Um, but it's not like elevator music either. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. I I like soothing stuff these days because my nerves are just always exhausted and on fire. And I just need a nice slow beat to chill with. So I also like pretty nat- nature pictures. And they, they stick them both on YouTube. So it goes together lovely. Um, let me play a cool song for you. Uh, this is Philanthrope with Hope. and rain so i'm here in the studio uh talking with uh christine green is it it is yeah go ahead and uh aim towards the mic okay. or you could adjust it as right, necessary like yeah that works that's okay. Uh, okay. so you, you'll be able to hear your voice in here if it's right got it okay thanks so um your background you were saying was in english and education way back yeah okay way back uh, english education in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, okay. Is that where you're from originally? Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, that's where I'm from. And kind of left Pittsburgh the first time around when I was about 17. Okay. Yeah. 
left home young. My mom said that if I left home young, I'd go to juvenile court, and that appeared to be a more attractive option than staying home. So ah. <laughs> I took the risk. Okay. Yeah, but uh, then I left and went all over the country and was pretty world-weary by 22, and that's when I started college. Okay. <laughs> Where did you go to college at? A little woman's college with nuns, a Catholic college in Pittsburgh. I just walked up the street and enrolled. That was back in the, I'll show my age here, Carter days. Okay. So um, there were a lot of school free, you know, I got a lot, a lot of financial help. Yeah. Okay. But um, because I had been out of school so long, uh, the nuns weren't really sure where I came from. You know, they weren't, <laughs> most of the young women there were around 18 and coming fresh out of high school and um, pretty good homes and I had already been like I said uh, pretty almost jaded by the time I was 22 okay so but I loved it knew I wanted to you know pursue English and Shakespeare and all kinds of literature American lit and um, came came in on a, a probationary program and ended up graduating with different honors and awards for writing actually back then yeah. ah okay yeah <laughs> so uh you said you teach at stanford now yeah fast forward after after that i moved to back and forth back and forth salt lake city i lived for six years and i've been in san francisco for 10 years okay now and when i first came here i worked in a hospital i work in employee relations hr and um I only worked at the hospital for a year. Um, I was, <laughs> then I went down to Stanford. They, um, I'm a Stanford employee still. I teach, um, although I retired uh, back last September. And I still teach about once a month. Okay. Yeah, not students. I teach the employees of Stanford and the managers on how to how to play nice. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the art you're working on is stand-up comedy. Yeah, this is all new to me. Okay. Um, I haven't done anything with comedy as yet other than, well, way back I was in a writing group and I wrote some comedy and I actually got it published in a couple of newspapers in, in the in the country, in Philly and LA, and but then my life got too crazy and okay. this is the first time that I've actually done anything like this coming ah, today to okay. explore. That's great. I, I saw it in a so you even you haven't even been on stage yet. Nothing. Then. Oh, brand newbie. <laughs> no, okay. No. Well, I'm honored. No, Thank you. No. Although I, I entertain <laughs> when I teach, I, I think I would say that I entertain. Yeah, a little too much, probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. You know, you have natural enthusiasm, and that's important because a lot of it's about your energy when you're up there, and there's no one right way to be. You know, like some comics are deadpan, and then yeah. others are very high strung. But, you know, whatever style you're going with, you commit to it and people go with you. Yeah. Yeah, great. I listen to a lot of comedy. Wow. Yeah. So I've seen you, uh, you have a set list you're putting together? Yeah, I've kept over the last couple of years, I've kept, I finally sat down because there were so many stories that I had and people would say, Christine, tell, you know, tell that story about this or tell this story about that. So, yeah, so I wrote them down, um, the, you know, what I want to sit down and write or sketch or whatever I do with it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It uh, includes um, when I ate my pearl earrings. Yeah, I thought they were I thought they were aspirin. Okay. Yeah. And I saw you have a, a lot of stories to tell. Do you have um, setups and punchlines too? No. Okay. Uh-uh. Yeah. I, uh, 
I, I started out doing comedy when maybe I should have started with storytelling. I tried to force kind of one oh. medium into another. It didn't always work. Okay. Um, but see, stories can be funny. They're certainly great to use. Uh, the thing is, you have to be on track with them. Stay succinct and focus, and yeah. don't ramble. Don't go off topic. Don't talk about unnecessary details. Like unless they're they're funny, at least, at least for comedic storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with a lot of uh, you know jokes writing, you just delve into a subject. And uh, the book I read described it like a mining metaphor. So okay. you, you find things that you're feeling negative about and you, you delve into the subject. And uh, as you're exploring your feelings, you try wordplay, uh, word association, uh, flipping things around. And uh, jokes will pop up spontaneously, you know, in okay. your mind. Because uh, it's kind of like a short circuit when humor happens, right? It's like you suddenly see something in a new light and... It, it lightens things. I think that's, yeah, that's what I've always thought, like comics are like, have a sixth sense, they're raw, <laughs> raw. Yeah, well it is intuitive. You know? And they, they see things that we see on our subliminal, but they they articulate it. Yeah. And that's why we laugh, it's like, whoa. Yeah, and linguistically it's like you're, you're playing with words and you're breaking laws of grammar and such, but people still understand you, it doesn't have to be strict. So, um, like, like what's a subject you feel negative about? Well, of course, Trump. Trump. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah very popular Everybody. topic yeah. right now. Um, no, no shortage of political humor. So you know, you take one aspect of Trump that's getting on your nerves, and you play with it. You play with the keywords, and then you flip it around to something unexpected. Okay. So everybody's uh, sick of Trump. They hear about him all the time. It's like so you you start off with right. something like yeah, today I heard Trump did another terrible thing. And that's the setup. So, what's your expectation? Um, I'm not sure. Sure, I follow you. What do you mean? Okay, so as I begin to say that, and I say, you know, today Trump did another terrible thing. What are you expecting? You're you're gonna hear something? Yeah, hear something, and I'm gonna go, oh my god. Okay, now smash the expectation. Say something funny instead. What terrible thing did he do? That's really funny. Um. He held Melania's hand. <laughs> Not bad. That's a start. Yeah. Okay. And then you could go from there into why that's so shocking. You know, mm -hmm. you can develop it. You can add tags to each punchline for like an extra hit. Um, today he held Melania's hand. It was the most emotion he'd felt in years. You know. <laughs> Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, you, you tag it. You keep adding to it. Yeah. Yeah, so you can explore any kind of subject that How way. do you do that with something like with your from your own life? Sure. Um, so what's something you're having trouble with? Something on your mind a lot? Um, well, you talk first, and I'll think. Okay, of fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, so I have an RV trailer that I live in. And it's a decade old and everything is breaking. We've got all these leaks and it's expensive to fix. And I thought the whole time that the whole point of an RV was to simplify things. Yeah. yeah. So okay. there's some irony there. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I start telling people things. Like I, I go on a rant about how I miss shakers and, yeah. and when they used to make things that lasted, mm -hmm. even if they never got laid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I knew something tag. came to mind when yeah. you said that. Now is 
the fall well is people will say to me now, oh, it must be nice to be from a big family, you know, uh-huh. and um, I'm like, no, no, it isn't. In in yeah, there you and, go. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, like Kathy Madigan says, uh, you know, she could have had, she could have been crippled, and um, her parents wouldn't have known it. You know, they would have just called the, her the lazy girl on the couch. I mean, you're not really visible after, you know, three kids. Okay, so there's one of your, your issues is coming from a big family. Yeah. Okay, lots of material there, I'm guessing. I only had one brother, so I wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. so you can draw on all of that, you know, start with a setup. You did, like, you were saying it must be nice to come from a big family. That's the setup? People will say that to me. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. so that that's your setup, and then you, you smash that expectation. You're like, no, it's not, and how? And what the how is the funny? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll tell you. I'll t- yeah, I see. I'll tell you how nice it is, right? Yeah, a sarcastic sort of way. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice as a. Um. When people steal the food off your plate, uh, you know when people, are, you know. Okay. Um, we, my dad used to drink whiskey in the kitchen just to cope and. You know, it was called P&M, and we always called it puke and moan whiskey. And, um, P&M was the brand? P&M was the brand. Okay. We attached puke and moan to it, yeah. Okay, so good. Called, yeah. That, that's great. See, there, yeah. there you go. And my mother brought, thought she had gotten something really special for Thanksgiving, and she brought it out and showed it to us like you're a waiter shows at a table, you know, the fine wine. It was Mad Dog 2020. And, she, you know, we told her that that's what they drink under the bridge okay she was all humiliated (laughs) oh okay so yeah a lot of material to work with and uh you've got brands specifically like and and you knew these brands as a kid yeah and you weren't really drinking much yourself oh i drank oh you did too okay drank 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 okay so see that that's also funny and there's lots of things you can work with yeah Yeah. you've got a whole set right there you can talk all (laughs) about it yeah. yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, coping, um, try, trying to, having ADD and drinking is, is, is a full-time job, yeah, because you lose everything anyway, if you're, if you're drinking, your keys and, you know, where your car's parked, and then you add to that. <laughs> okay, good, you got your I premise right walk there. walk around, um, like, um, Winnie the Pooh, most of the time with a bucket on my head, yeah. <laughs> good. It's painful. See, you've already got funny material, and uh, you can tell your stories and interlace it with the theme, but it's kind of like the, the best sets are, are consistent, and they, they explore a theme in detail, and it can be any theme. I mean, that's what's great about comedy. Um, you know, you could talk about anything from anal sex to the presidency. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I've watched comics do that, and then they come full circle. Uh-huh. Like, they go up, they do Yeah, that's skillful. Track. Yeah, and then they come all the way back, and you're just like, wow. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, you can have unrelated themes in somebody who's all over skillful. the place. It's it's still funny, but when you in, unite it all, it's really skillful. It's yeah. powerful, yeah. It is, yeah, and it's effective, went, and it makes you remember. You with them, and then you're like... Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I've got a whole set about my RV, and you could do a whole set about, you know, your family background. You could pick any number of stories, but the the, the story has to be relevant, so don't go off on a tangent like pick something with a theme and then you know introduce lots of punchlines along that theme and how do you connect with the with the audience or with the when i mean you're writing and you're thinking it's 
funny, but uh-huh. what what do you do so that you try and... Uh, with your presentation, you show them how it's funny. Like, if I talk kind of like this, and you know, do, do you think it might be f- funny? I mean, no, there's no confidence behind yeah. it. Yeah. But if you're just telling the truth as you've experienced it, and like, this is how it is, you know, you play yourself, and you've already got a character. So you can exaggerate an aspect of your character yeah. on stage. Like, I'm an angry guy, so I could just like, and, and, and be bitchy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, that's not all I am, but that's one thing I could do, just do an angry kind of well, set. most comedians are angry, don't you think? Yeah, that's, it's true, especially in this day and age. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of styles, you know, just uh, you've got a template here, and you can run with it. Yeah. So... Uh, and we can show you some mic technique, too, if you like. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. I'm David Stolowitz. I'm here with Christine Green. And uh, we're delving into the basics and the fundamentals. And I'm trying to make sure that I'm speaking the truth here. Because it is tricky to get it right. And there is a lot to remember sometimes. But, um, you know, it, it feels good with practice. It's like learning to drive a car. Let, let's give it a shot.
Okay, Christine, you're up. Go ahead and try. Okay. We can hear you loud and clear. Okay. How are you doing tonight? All right. Okay. Maybe call me crazy, but I'd like to know if anyone here has ever shared a story and the person says back to you, oh, yeah, 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 that happened to me. That happened to me, and they try and top your story, right? Right. But you know inside your core that nobody can top your story, right? Mm -hmm. So, for instance, you know, whether it's, you know, take last week, for example. I went to the ATM machine, all right? Got my money out, but I didn't take my money. It just the $400 sat inside the ATM machine, and I went home. So um, when I realized I didn't have the $400, I called the bank and sobbed. And they told me that um, they would refund the $400. So when I share that story, people, they'll start out like, oh yeah, that happened to me. I wrote a check and put the wrong date on it. (laughs) I'm like, no. The next week, I was at the ATM machine and I left $300 on it and walked away and went home. So um, then what the kind of response I get is just a really strange look back to me, kind of like really pretty, like I'm really pretty pathetic, okay? So I'm laughing, and I was laughing when I was talking with Wells Fargo. Guess who this is, you know? I have people following me now because they know that they can pick up a lot of money if they keep keep track keep track of me so when I think sometimes about the things I've lost whether it's money well now I'm thinking about jewelry you know I called off work a while back and in 
middle of the night, I woke up and I grabbed what I thought was was two two aspirin, and I took them. And here, I realized at a very very quick couple of minute seconds passed that it was my pearl earrings from my wedding. So I could feel them in my throat. I'm gagging and and feeling the pearl earrings. And my husband comes home. Well, I'm a B personality, he's an A personality. So he comes in and starts screaming, you gotta go to the hospital! You gotta go to the hospital! They're gonna get caught! Those are your pearl earrings from your wedding! So we get in the car and we go to the hospital. But that's where I worked, was the hospital. And I didn't want anybody to see me, all my, the people that I work with, so I was kind of hiding in the in the um, waiting room because I didn't want to explain to anybody that I had eaten my earrings. So, um, you know, I just can go on and on about things I've lost, you know, or just haven't attended to. I mean, we know how crazy it is to always, always be rushing. I'm always rushing. I came out of the room rushing. So my daughter, um, I'm taking her to daycare. Take, taking her to daycare, and everybody's waving to me while I'm in the car, and I'm waving back. And when we get in there, she says, "Guess what? My mom drove all the way here with my cereal on the roof." You know. So here I'm thinking the people are just friendly, right? I. I bend down to say goodbye to her, give her a hug. She, she's bare naked underneath her dress. I forgot to put underpants on her, okay? <laughs> so that's the kind of, you know, and that's a, that's a good day, you know? So um, I remember losing $500, you know? I was so panicky. I was so panicky about, you know? And then I went out into the parking lot and um, of course I always forget where I park my car, but I look up on the second level, and if you couldn't believe it, there's an envelope there with five $100 bill, bills with tire marks all over them, you know? At this point, I just, you know, it's very nonchalant. Is this just all in a day's work? I just put the money together, put it in my, put it in my envelope and, and, and walk away, you know. It's, um, it's not easy being green, as I keep telling myself. <laughs> anyway, um, it's, a, it's a full-time job, just about every day. Um, I drove, last week I drove away with the, uh, filling up my gas tank and I left it in the car, the, the um, where you put in the gas, the nozzle. And the guy comes screaming out of the, this Chinese guy out of the, uh, it was his you know, gas station, lay down, yeah, because I'm dragging it all the way down the street, you know, the gas nozzle. Well, fortunately, you know, I have a sense of humor. I drove back in laughing, you know, he didn't see the humor. Um, but this is, these are some of the things that just, I, I, that I, you know, am very thankful that um, I do have a sense of humor because when I'm not, Laughing, I'm generally sobbing. <laughs> okay.
usually you, you shake hands with other comedians. Either that, or this is the fifth bump. Fist bump is good set, man. Shake hands is we're professionals. You can tell how professional by how strong the handshake is. <laughs> and then high five is that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's fun. That's our little Masonic codes. Yeah. <laughs> but so you want a handshake? Yeah, and that was a good handshake. Yeah. yeah. Nice, okay. solid. I'd like yeah. doing business with you. It helps professionally. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that was about six minutes, which is uh, like mixed mic standards a lot of times, because uh, the musicians are fine artists, so they'll give you an extra minute. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. people like a skit like that. I mean, I didn't prepare anything. I just did that like yeah, because I glanced at the list. Do people generally what prepare a sketch first, right? A set is what it's a called. Set. A sketch is when you're in a group making like oh. a skit. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, I heard a, a good premise in there. You were talking about rushing, and rushing. you said everybody's rushing these days. Or, I'm always rushing. I'm always, always rushing. rushing. Okay, that seems like a, a good unifying theme. Am I right? Oh, that's okay. good. Yeah. Yeah. So you could write the whole set around that theme. Okay. You could even just start because right away that gets people's attention. Maybe I don't even need to bring the ADD into it. I just talk about rushing. I don't know. If it's relevant, you can talk about it. But also, it's like you had a lot of different steps along that way, and things were a little out of order there. They were. Oh yeah. But um, you know, I heard a lot of good places where you could add in punchlines because you made setups. You were t you you had like you know beliefs and thoughts you had and observations. You can make all of those setups with punchlines. You know, so you you sprinkle the jokes in along the way, and that way people continue listening because they're interested and enjoying it. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure I know how to do that yet, but I mean. Yeah. So you you've got a lot of stuff to work with. It just needs a little structure. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. So just organize it. That's all you have yeah. to do. Like you're writing an essay. Okay. Yeah. So so I'm telling a story and I start into it, and then you were saying about the joke, when it comes to to make it into a joke. What do you mean, kind of like? Okay, so let's say the pearl earrings or something. Oh yeah. Okay, so tell me the the pearl earring story real quick. Just summarize it. Yeah. Um, I was home, called off work. I was sick. Mm -hmm. And I took the pearl earrings from my nightstand, Two. and I ate them. And you ate them. Okay, that's and hilarious. Then, and then my <laughs> husband came home, and he is hysterical anyway. That's Four. his personality. Okay. And he says I have to rush to the hospital. But ah. that's where I worked. With six. <laughs> so I was like hiding because I didn't want anybody to see me. Seven. I didn't want to tell anybody that I had eaten my pearl earrings. Yeah. Eight. That's eight steps. So it's like oh. you went from beginning to the end of the story. Eight opportunities for setups and punchlines. Okay. And yeah. What would that be? Like, what do you mean? Okay. So, like, what was one step along the way? You ate the earrings. Yeah, I ate the earrings. Okay. Now, why did you eat them? I thought they were aspirin. I thought they were aspirin. It was okay. Sick. Yeah. And why are earrings like aspirin? They were white, white, white pearls. Mm -hmm. I didn't have my glasses on. That's why. Okay. Um, now, can you make a joke about the glasses or white pearls? <laughs> white pearls you could get dirty with. Yeah. That may not be your style. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I probably could say something funny. My my drawer where I keep my, you know, say say you keep your vibrator, your 
per wearings in your and you read yeah so go for some wordplay like that yeah so it's like um you use keywords in the setup um so let, let's see uh i went to eat my aspirin but i ended up eating uh my pearls instead okay and people were like why would you eat your pearls and now you give them a funny reason okay yeah does that make sense yeah yeah I think so i think there's something there, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, the ATM machine. Yeah. So uh, let's see. The keywords we've got are, are pearls, aspirin, and uh, eating. So. And the prongs catching in my throat, you know. The, the, ow. Wow. Okay. That's good. That, that's more details. Um, and what was that like? Can you make it, like, describe well, it? Oh, well, yeah, because I was in front of the mirror when I took the, you know, I grabbed them, and I went in the bathroom to get water. Uh-huh. And so I went, I never looked in my hand, you know, I just went, and I took the water, and I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm like, ugh, yeah. like that, you know. Oh, wow. I realized, and I was afraid, you know. Good, so all these details are captivating me. You know, I, I'm spellbound, I'm enchanted. I want to hear the rest of the story. I'm going, ah, I'm reacting. That's yeah. good. And, and along the way... Just as I settled myself down saying I'd, I'd be all right. Like, there, there's got to be some funny line where you confuse the, the aspirin with the pearls. Yeah. Okay, why is aspirin like pearls? That's the connection. Round, then just... They're small, they're round, and... Oh, there's something here. Uh. <laughs> Pearls and aspirin. And they're both sold over the counter? They're the same size. Yeah. They're, they're, um, well, for my wedding, maybe. The aspirin or the pearls? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm maybe that's a connection. The, per, the pearls were my wedding for gift, you know, but maybe what I really needed was. <laughs> was aspirin. Yeah. I mean, more than aspirin. Okay. So I you can even did, bring your wedding in on the punchline. I mean, yeah. Okay. Kind of, yeah. Um, yeah. Xanax or something. Yeah. Okay. So th- there's a joke you can make about your wedding. And, and that's why the pearls are like the aspirin. There's, there's something here. I, okay. I, I feel it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. I'm David Stolowitz. Uh, we're getting sketchy here, working through the process of joke writing and uh, trying to figure out why aspirin is like pearls. <laughs> coated. <laughs> coated? They're both coated. I think pearls have a coating on them, and so does aspirin. Oh, oh like a aspirin. coating, yeah. Coating, yeah. All right. But, uh, that's not funny. They both taste like mucus? No, no. because aspirin doesn't really taste like mucus. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, just like make it like you're just talking it off, like oh, it was so easy to do, you know, just grabbing my yeah, pearls and eating yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Um, I don't remember. No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. We've all been there at some point, drinking. eating our <laughs> our jewelry. You know. <laughs> yeah. What next? Okay. Right? <laughs> I mean, today's the aspirin, tomorrow's. Yeah. What? Um, what do you eat next? Yeah. Um, Pick something silly. Uh, 
the chia pet i don't know <laughs> i don't know yeah okay well what you could do is you can write on this you, you can just take the paper and the pen you can make word maps and associations and just spill your mind out you've already got a, a set of all that material on there so just connect it using that theme and, and look for the, the keywords that you can screw around with you know pearls aspirin um, and also the verbs too, whatever you're saying, like eating. So, cause all these words create expectations in people's heads when they hear them. Cause people think, oh, I know already, you know, and then you shatter the expectation by playing a game and, and suddenly you give them something they weren't expecting. You surprise okay. them. That's the joke. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. Oh, I know what you're saying. Okay. So, uh, yeah, try uh, brainstorming on the pearls. See, see if you can like fill a few pieces of paper with it. You'll get something. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot of wordplay you could do there. Um, and then the other parts of your story too. So I, I counted like eight steps along the way, and you can you can do commentary along the way. You know why you drink so much, uh, the situation with your husband, um, your wedding. It sounds like there's something there. And. Uh, Okay, yeah. uh, but that could be like a whole different set. So, so try, yeah, I mean, unless they're, they're directly connected and there's a relevance, you know, that's something else for a different set. And you can write lots of different sets. I mean, some of them even play better in different venues depending on the kind of crowd you've yeah. got. You know, there's clean sets, there's dirty sets. Some sets are good for, with musicians, others are good with nerds, you know? Uh -huh. So it's cool, you, you've got a lot of freedom to write with it. So I, I just, I really want to get something with the pearls thing. It's, it's going to haunt me. <laughs> I just, I'll fall asleep tonight and I'll be, ah, there's the punchline. You know? Yeah. Your jeweler said take two of these and call me in the morning. <laughs> okay. So we're starting to get a little bit of chuckling here. There's something there. Yeah. And pearls also are, yeah, you're found. I have to think about that. Yeah. Yeah, pearls are like hardened mucus, aren't they? I think they, yeah, they, they're found right inside the, what, oyster? oyster? Yeah. Yeah, clammy and slimy. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, takes a while for them to mature into a pearl. Yeah. Okay, did it take a while for you to mature into a pearl? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would say a long while. It, it's expensive, a lot of other people, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, sometimes mm -hmm. I do laugh too much at my own jokes, but what's that funny? Yeah. Yeah, all right, then I, I made a, a punchline. Yeah. Okay, so you, you kind of get how yeah. the process yeah, works? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, you got okay. it. Yeah. All right, you want to... You laughed about that part with my daughter not having any underpants on her. Good, yeah. With the, yeah. Back, the breakfast on the roof and yeah, so those kinds of things that have used to scar me. Okay. <laughs> and there you go. You see you've got the observations starting. So you yeah. can you can see systematically what does and doesn't work. And, and it won't always well, work for maybe everyone. Maybe the one on that would be that I'm out there saying hello to people. Yeah. Thinking that they're being nice. Yeah, and <laughs> what are they yeah. really doing? Yeah, they're trying to warm me. <laughs> I have oatmeal on the roof. Yeah, so there you go. Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah, yeah. You made me laugh. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, okay. Ta-da! Okay, yeah. so now you have some directions to go in. Okay. So, yeah, you can take 5 to 20 and just write, and you can try again if you want. We'll be here till 5.30ish. Okay. Yeah, whatever okay. you want to do. Okay. Um, maybe just look through some things by myself. Okay. Then. All right. Yeah. Um, Faka, do you have anything you want to add? No? I'll do a set though in a little bit. Okay. All right. I'd like to hear that. Okay. Thank you guys. I'll put on some more music.
that would walk down nothing but dark streets. Thank <laughs> you.
Listen to MutinyRadio.fm. I'm David Stolowitz, getting sketchy here with Faco and uh, Christine Green. Faco's going to do a set for us, you guys. It's going to be awesome. Epic. Legendary. Even for vegans. Check it out. All right. What's up, everybody at Mutiny Radio? Can you hear me? All right. Good. Okay. Uh, we were driving, and we were uh, listening to Stephen Hawkins today, and uh, he died, uh, was it last week? And uh, there's a fun thing he said uh, when he was alive. He said, I think he said, Earth only has about a thousand years left. I think that's what he said. Did you ever hear him say that? Did you ever hear him say that? He said that. Stephen Hawkins said, Earth has only a thousand years left. And I'm like, man, why you got to ruin things, you know, like so pessimistic. Did you want somebody to be pessimistic to you? You're not going to survive past 50, Stephen Hawkins. Did he want to hear that when he had his disease, his Lou Gehrig's disease? No, you know, come on, say 2000 at least, you know, double it up, please. (laughs) 
Thank you. Uh, he was talking, Stephen Hawkins was talking about black holes. Remember that, David? And I like black holes. I would go in a black hole because I would hope that it would make me look slimmer, you know? It's slimming. Oh, if I could lost weight since he got in that black hole. <laughs> Thank you. Grazie. Um, going into space, man. I'm all into space. They just came out with um, an article two days ago, and it said that when you're in space for a while, it changes your DNA. Do you see that article? Do you see that, David? It's true. You know, it changes your DNA because you're in space. Not only that, if you're in space for, let's say, 100 days, when you come back to Earth, you can't even move your muscles. You know that? You know, when you're in space for a while, you have to like retrain. Like they carry people out of spaceships or whatever space capsules they come from <laughs> or skate pods, you know? So like sp humans, humans, humans aren't supposed to be in space. They're not, you know? And it leads me to what I've been thinking my whole time, uh, my whole uh, times I've been high thinking about aliens, right? That humans and aliens, they're like equal, right? You know, a uh, stereotype of an alien, right? Little, green, big head, black eyes, right? Right. And I think they look like that because of space travel. Space travel. Like, you could take, let's say it's a human in another galaxy, and they travel through space. They're gonna, their body's going to change. That's just, this is just my opinion. You know? This is my, my, my research. They're, they go through a galaxy, and they ch start changing. And I think a human traveling from another galaxy, they start, like, deforming and looking like a little green alien. That's what I say, Christine. That's what I say. <laughs> you know, like, uh, Christine, uh, if you were right at your house, a UFO comes right over you, opens up a door, drops down a ladder, would you go up it, yes or no? Okay, she said she might. She said she might, David. All right, she's... She says it depends on the day, okay? Like, let's say you got all your things done. You got all your errands done. You know, you don't have your day off is tomorrow. So would you go up it? I think so. She thinks... The day after the election, right? Let's do it. Just take me away, you guys. Just take me away. Well, Christine, I'm here to let you know that the answer, the right answer is no. <laughs> I'm here to let you know this, and and here is my hypothesis, if you say, if you want to say, okay. A uh, spaceship is gonna come from another galaxy. They're gonna go light years. They're gonna get to your house, and they're gonna use a ladder to get you into their spaceship. No, <laughs> no way. Why are they going to use a Home Depot ladder to get you in their spaceship, okay? They got to, they should, you know, beam you up. They've been beaming up people since the 60s, you know? They, so they should beam you up. If anything, that's, that's a man-made saucer. And once you get up there, that person's going to steal your purse. Don't do it, okay, Christine? <sighs>
you know? So I'm coming out with the book, Christine. I am. David, I'm coming out with the book. Are you ready? It's going to be in bookstores on paperback. It's going to be called 10 Years at the Ends of College, guys. 10 Years at the Best Junior Colleges. <laughs> My research has given me. Thank you. Hey, you guys are cool. Uh, I saw a commercial, and the commercial was uh, uh, for makeup. And since you're the only female in here, maybe you might help me. So this is the advertisement. New eyeliner by Maybelline. New cry-proof eyeliner. Cry-proof. They are advertising cry-proof. And I'm like, does you really need cry-proof eyeliner? It hurts me. It hurts me that you need cry-proof eyeliner. You know, you're hanging out with the wrong people if, you're, if you need cry-proof eyeliner. <laughs> Hang out with me. Don't, go, go, don't get cry-proof eyeliner. We'll go play tennis. We'll go get some ice cream. We'll be doing nothing but happy things. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that, guys. Uh, all right. I think I got one more in me, maybe. Oh, man. You know, first, let, can we give a hand? It's only us two. Let's give a hand to David Stolowitz. Come on, come on. Yay, for letting us be here. He's a great guy. I don't care what the rest of the comedy scene says about David Stolowitz. I like David Stolowitz. He's my friend. You are my friend, dude. Yeah, for sure. But um, uh, so I take the bus, Christine. I don't drive. Um, but one of the things I miss about driving is I used to get so high, guys. I used to smoke so much weed. I get high and I would listen to music and I would make my, I would like to drive difficulty, like difficult. I would like to make it difficult when I drive. So I'd always wear like one of those canine arms where they train dogs to sick, you know, those big foam arms. And I would drive with one of those on just to make it difficult. <laughs> All right. Hey, any guys, my name is Faco. Thanks for listening. All right. Would you guys like me to do a set? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll jump on it. Look. That's really That line, you're hanging out with the wrong people. That was really good. Really good. So like I was saying earlier, nothing is ever built to last anymore. Like I got this trailer, it's a decade old and everything's breaking. Like whatever happened to good old fashioned sexually repressed German pietist craftsmanship, you know? <laughs> Where are my shakers and my Quakers when I need them? I want something like artistically intricate and functionally aesthetics gonna last until my grandkids are old enough to inherit it. Is that too much to ask in the modern world? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, um, so my guy is uh, 
Mexican, and uh, he's 15 years older than me, but I have more gray hair than he does. He calls me the old man, and so it's screwed up. But uh, we have a little bit of a language barrier. Like, his English is pretty good. My Spanish is so-so. And uh, there's certain sounds that don't appear in both sets. So it's like if I send him to the market for a bottle of sherry, he comes back with a bunch of cherries. <laughs> And like uh, I told him, he could spend up to fifteen thousand on uh, a new RV, and he heard fifty thousand. <laughs> Although I'm not sure if he did that on purpose or not. <laughs> anyway, uh, he was out with his buddy in Los Baños, which is Spanish for the bathrooms, looking at uh, a new RV, and uh, he finds this luxury one that has a fireplace in it. Why does an RV need a fireplace? <laughs> I think that's just over the top. Okay, just get a small cabin at that point or would that be a hundred and fifty thousand I you know I got a trailer because I wanted to simplify my needs but even trailers take maintenance you guys it sucks <laughs> and uh, there's so many little parts and pieces breaking here and there and everything in there is purple right now like they decorated it like a hospice it's all like faded plum purple it's so ugly <laughs> it's a good thing we have Netflix Oh, I spend way too much time on Netflix. I don't know about you guys. I'm worried I'm going to die and have to go before the divine throne and God was going to be like, do you really think you do that much good with Facebook petitions? Come on. Uh, I'm like, well, I'm sorry, Lord. I would have done more, but there was just so much good stuff on Netflix, you know? <laughs> um, every comedian's wondering when they're going to get their Netflix special, but I think El Chapo has this all beat put together. <laughs> Like between him and Pablo Escobar, I just feel like there's no competition. I mean, comics are like drug donkeys, but we're not like coyotes. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we could make it as both in L.A. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, um, my boyfriend is so gay, you guys. Like he sucks, but in a good way. <laughs> And as a gay guy, I get a lot of shit from people, I have to say. And they always expect me to just bend over and take it for some reason. <laughs> well, what can I say? I'm smarter than the average bear in around a Guerneville. <laughs> so um, the vice president wants to electrocute the gay out of both of us. Shocking, right? <laughs> I don't care how corny that one is. I love it. Um, but you know, they, they tried like electrocuting Lou Reed. It didn't make him any less gay, but he, he went on to be very successful despite that. So if that's what it takes to succeed in comedy, strap me in. I'm ready to ride the lightning. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> His sister came out to the press a couple years ago, and uh, she was saying, well, Lou was an electric shock therapy, but it wasn't because he was gay. It was just because of his nerves and his anxiety and depression, because nothing calms your nerves like having them fried at 10,000 volts, you know? <laughs> I'm not sure what the medical logic was on that one. Um, I was at the Sunnyvale Adult School for uh, a class in medical interpreting, and I had to learn three languages, Greek, Latin, and Spanish. And uh, my Greek and Latin is very good, but my Spanish sucks, you guys. So I did not graduate from the Sunnyvale Adult School. I still haven't made it as an adult fuck. <laughs> like, we were doing this 
this thing there it was like an application and they were doing demographic data and they wanted to know what grade number we were in like have you ever thought about all the grades of school you've been in and put them all together like we usually stop by the time you get to high school but if you add it all up i had completed 17th grade you guys and part of me is, was like god no more education please anything i'll be a ditch worker i don't care just get me out of the seat and the other part is like, it should have been 18. Should have finished grad school. Oy. How am I doing? Ah, that's five minutes. Okay, thank you guys. All right. MutinyRadio.fm. Getting sketchy with David Stolowitz every Sunday from 4 to 6 p.m. Get ready and be alive. Here's your host, David Stolowitz. Thank you, Faco. That was fun, you guys. So now it's the traditional time when we uh, head out early due to low. Uh, sh turn out and go to OMG where they have an open mic on 6th Street. Um, they also have one on Tuesdays, but the Sunday one is fun because it's uh, kind of like a warm-up for sitting at the punchline and watching other comedians. So, uh, yeah, we'll be over there. Uh, join us next week. You can also download us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, you know, either one. Uh, and uh, listen to all our fine offerings. We've had some cool people come through. Uh, Mutiny Radio, though, really needs your donations to stay alive. Um, we've been having significant financial stress lately, and the station may have to close in a few months without community support. Feel free to donate to us online at mutinyradio.fm. You can use PayPal or GoFundMe and come out and enjoy our live events, especially Pantastic's Comedy Clubhouse, the Friday night showcase, 8 to 10 p.m. every week with rotating comics and lots of original humor on sadomasochism, for instance. Ken Suzuki's great, check him out. Um, I'll see you guys later. Take care, San Francisco.
and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is in dupe. Don't worry, don't fret a podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you gotta do is just go 
to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skin Care. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Barn Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches.
hitting switches going racks to rich. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look, but that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento.
The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought-provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.